This week on AV Week, we're covering Infocom 2022 live from Las Vegas. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 564, live from Infocom, part one. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by... Sure, sound extraordinary. Welcome back, everybody. This is the AV Week special, episode one of the wrap-up of Infocom 2022. I'm Bradford Ben, your host with the most for this week. And I want to introduce you to a couple of my friends, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we've seen and experienced at this year's Infocom. I'll start at the far end. Oh, putting me first. So Victoria, I am going to make up stuff about her. Uh, <laughs> Victoria uh, and uh, Aaron from Stream Team uh, Services. I get that Stream right? Stream Team Studios. Stream Team Studios. Uh, have actually been our production assistants and show coordinator and wrangler, and she has been responsible for me knowing who I'm talking to, the company name, and more importantly, being on time and cutting me off when I run too long. The rumor that she has a shock collar attached to me on my ankle, we'll just let that go. <laughs> so, Victoria, after that great intro, uh, Please go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more and probably better than what I just did. Oh, no problem. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Victoria Barella. Um, depends when you ask me what I am, but right now, currently, um, I'm a small business owner uh, working under Stream Team Studios. I'm a co-founder with, um, with Aaron and Stuart Dixon. Um, so we have a company right now that's doing live streaming production, and we also do event project management um, as well. So. During that time, you know, there's a lot of changes in the past two years, and you know, we filled a gap that was um, in need during that time, and we brought in all our colleagues who were out of the live events world for a little bit, and just kind of supported them, supported nonprofits during that time, and put together a team. And yes, uh, that's, right. that's our that's our uh, story right now, and we're really diving into leaning into event project management as well. Uh, next to her, uh, in the middle, and in the unwilling center square, shall we say, uh, and I uh, is Misty, Misty Chalk from Bright Sign. Would you like me to make up stuff about you, or would you rather tell make up stuff about yourself? Sure, go for it. So Misty Chalk <laughs> has been with Bright Sign for over ten years. She entered the industry at the age of five, thirty years ago, when Corey Schaefer entered. She drew the short straw in being able to be the one that comes here, and no one warned her of what she was getting into. So part of that's actually true. The back, <laughs> <laughs> the back half is. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and, ex and explain the rest you did, of it. You did pretty good. See? So my name is Misty Chalk, and I am the Director of Sales and Federal at BrightSign. So I manage our commercial team um, across the US and Canada. And for those of you that don't know who BrightSign is, we are the global leader in digital signage. We make the new purpose-built digital signage players that are all cloud-connected. And finally, uh, rounding out this group is my new best friend, Taylor. Uh, this is Taylor Moore from AV Nation. He has the unique 
uh, position of being the uh, first time attendee at Infocom and yes. then Tim throwing you into an interview <laughs> with me. <laughs> yes. So would you like to tell people anything about yourself or do you want me to make stuff up about you also? I said I want to see what you're going to make up about me. So Taylor was born and raised in southern Illinois. I'm making stuff up because I know what's wrong. He went to school in southern Illinois. He specialized in physics and he actually attended Valparaiso University on a physics scholarship. He got the job at CTI and then once he found out that CTI purchased AV Nation and I came as part of the package, he immediately went to Tim and asked if he could join AV Nation. Well, that, that was so accurate. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to tell people the truth or we're going to go with my version? No, I'll tell them the truth. Okay. Okay, so I joined, I'm Taylor, uh, I'm one of the editors for AV Nation, and I joined the company back in August of 2021. Um, having fun so far, and yeah, enjoying my first ever Infocom. So, yes. So, first ever. First ever. First ever. First ever. Wow, first ever trade show, you, first you, ever time in Vegas. So, oof. Wow, that's a lot of firsts. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I have to be nice to them and not show them the true Vegas experience. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, that's no I fun. know. Blame I Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, because Mr. You and I have been you and I have been attending since this was ICIA. I have to ask you. This is the first big show that we've had in three years since the before times. What did you think? Well, I think the halls could have been closer together. <laughs> no, for real. Cool. Yes. Yes. I thought, I thought the show was great. I think it was interesting that um, there was, it seemed to have a lot more conversation than we've had at past shows. Past shows, it seems like people are kind of trying to get in and out of booths as quick as possible. Felt like there was more time to kind of spend time with people, probably because there wasn't a lot of product. <laughs> There's more people than product this year, but I, I definitely noticed that, that there was a lot more conversations being had versus, you know, just kind of getting people in and out of booths. Okay. Uh, Taylor, you're going to be last because you have nothing to compare it to other oh, than exactly. getting to meet me and Tim. Right. <laughs> uh, Victoria, it's your call now. So I know I've, we've been to other Infocoms together. Uh, first big family reunion in three years. What's, what's your feeling about it? Um, so I've been going to Infocom, I believe, since 2015. Um, and this one's good. I agree with you, you know. Um, usually I'm on the other side where either running around the trade show or I'm stuck in, you know, the studio and helping, you know, people record interviews. But um, I was actually able to go out during my lunchtime and see and meet people and talk to people and just be able to connect with people on the floor and see what they're doing with their company during this time. So that, that was the best time for me. Okay, so this is going to be much more loaded for you, Taylor. <laughs> no pressure. Of course, no pressure. No pressure. Right, right. It's not being recorded. Just pay attention to me. There's no one watching besides our friends. Got it. They're just people you haven't met yet. Obviously. So first time in Vegas. Yes. First time at Infocom. Mm -hmm. I would like to know, and Misty's laughing already, but she knows what I'm about to do. Oh, no. Impression of the first time in Vegas, besides hot, oh. and impression of the first time in Infocom trade show as an as a newcomer. Well, first time in Vegas is that's that's a lot. Like it's such a big city, and I want to like explore everything. But like, I don't know. Vegas was fun. Vegas okay. is hot, but like, a lot of bright lights, a lot of big sensory overload, okay. and then Infocom. 
A lot of bright lights. A lot of bright lights. <laughs> exact same thing. Yeah. No, it was Infocom was very like interesting. Like someone who didn't like know the AV industry going into it, I found it very uh, informational. Talking to all the booths and walking around and listening to people's stories and whatnot. So. I know Infocom was fun. I wish the halls were a lot closer. <laughs> I was not expecting to walk from one end of the building to another end of the building multiple days in a row. But um, I guess that's, you know, the price you pay. So yeah. Okay. I had fun. Uh, so I will comment about the size of the building because that, I've been to ISC and I was at Infocom last year in Orlando and there's- I was at Infocom Orlando as well. Wasn't it much smaller and not quite as much fun as this big family reunion? Oh yeah. but. Going from one end to the other because it was one big long line, you just still walk. Oh, forever. you still had to walk forever. <laughs> you think a smaller show you'd get away without walking, but you did not. But at least for me, and I guess as a manufacturer as well as a longtime attendee, the growth in attendance and size and number of exhibitors has definitely gone up. Do you think this is a great sign, good sign, non sign? Gone up from sign? last year or gone up in, from like pre COVID years? Gone, gone up since the now time, so last year, and obviously the canceled show doesn't, or postponed show doesn't really count, but yeah, compared to Orlando, it's, I think it's huge. I guess I don't understand, are you, are you talking about the one in October? Yes, that was the last Infocom okay. yeah, to now. I just, I feel like they're not comfortable. Right, so yeah, I fully agree. Like, what are we comparing? So do you think the fact that they're not comparable and that it's so many more people and so many more, more booths and exhibitors. What that says about our industry, and I don't want to say the after times of COVID because I'm not sure we're ever going to have one. But compared to, are we starting to come out of the the limitations and kind of recover since then? I think so. I think that people are genuinely excited about Infocom every year, and people were excited to get back out and and see the people they hadn't seen in a few years, and this is the one time that you get to see everybody in all in one place, and I think that, I think that we're definitely coming back out of it, and I think it's gonna to continue to grow. Remember how I promised you I interview nothing like Tim? I am great at butchering questions, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll ask you too, Taylor. I know you have nothing to, to connect it to. Victoria, do you think this is an overall, yes, this is great, we're back, fun begins again? Um, I don't think we're fully there yet. I still think it's still like, um, or maybe it's changed. You know, I don't think it's ever going to be like it was before. Um, I still think it's a uh, hybrid or virtual or, you know, some people are still interacting from afar or they want to come back in person. So I'm really happy, you know, EV Nation is able to post things up just as always. But I think there is, um, I don't know, I think people are going to slowly come back in person and they still are relying on looking at, you know, online and, and keeping up with it during the show. Um, I certainly think that this was uh, manageable to see people and walk around, but other Infocom shows, I was like running, like you were saying, from booth to booth, yeah, 30 seconds, let's go, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was a comfortable Infocom. Well, other than having to try to shepherd me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I have to ask, and Taylor, I'm starting with you this time. Oh, boy. So... What was your, oh my, this is amazing, this is my favorite part, holy cow, dude. And it doesn't have to be a technology or a product, it could be just, holy cow, they need to put carpeting in, or holy cow, this is a walk. What was your, oh my, moment of, this is my favorite thing? Um, I had a couple things. Okay. I learned, learned a couple things. I will say the, 
finally learned that there was transportation from the north hall to the west hall <laughs> with the tesla tunnel was like very game changing because it just take like two minutes and you're there so i was like wish i found that out earlier i would have been utilizing that a little bit more um I don't know, some of the technology I saw was pretty interesting. Some of the products that they were showcasing that like, I didn't even know were like, I don't know. They were, I don't know, they were just very interesting. For instance, like at Sony, there was one that like, I don't know, it just stuck with me because I was like, that's just so interesting to like utilize. It was like a spatial reality type of like tablet. And so like, they're saying like for people who use it for like 3D rendering, you can like look at it and it's like 3D and like right in your face. It's like, that's just, I don't know, that's so cool to like come up with like, I don't know, items like that. So, yeah. So Misty, you have the same unique perspective I used to have of A, you're a manufacturer, so you're locked in the booth, mm-hmm. and B, you want to talk about your own products, but we all know it's difficult at times, especially if, if you have multiple new products, because then you have to pick like your favorite kid or favorite chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream, et cetera. So experience, change, hotel room, best Uber ride, you know. I already got this right off the top of my head. Okay. Holy cow moment was when I found the shortcut <laughs> from the North Hall to the West Hall. You have to tell us the secret. I will gladly show you the secret. I'm so proud of it. I went from my booth in the North Hall to the West Hall in three and a half minutes and I walked it. I'm telling you, it's like a time warp. I don't know what happened. It and, was, it's amazing. <laughs> and for those of you who aren't here uh, and haven't seen the layout, uh, since the last Infocom in Vegas, they have added the West Hall, which is literally across the street from the North Hall. And it is a long walk. I have been averaging 15,000 steps a day just walking from the hotel to the studio because of the long walk between West and North. And I haven't found that shortcut yet, so I can understand why that's the holy cow moment. Mm-hmm. So I have a favor to ask you then. Sure. Your company does digital signage. We do. So you think for the next Infocom in Vegas, you can put up some digital signs and wayfinding to help <laughs> us find that shortcut? Yeah, I, I actually should have programmed that and just wheeled a display over there. Oh, I would have, I would have like Everybody fed, go this way. I would have like fed quarters or dollars into it to know the shortcut. Not true. Right. I've told everybody that's coming to my booth that's going to go to the West Hall. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you. It, 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 yes. And of course, I learned this the last day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. So, Victoria, other than holy cow, you get to work with me. What was your big holy cow, this is amazing moment? Um, I do have three. I I had a little little time to think about it while I was listening to you all. Um, One of them, I think, was uh, going... Uh, to the women's, Avexa women's uh, breakfast. That was, holy cow, I can't believe I still can wake up this early because I'm on another time zone and now I'm waking up earlier. Um, so that was great. I wasn't able to fully see it, but you know, I was happy to attend the breakfast. Um, the second one is, holy cow, I still see Dave Labuskis. I don't know how many times. Every year I, I see him since the time I started at 2015 uh, Infocom. I always see him every year and I always say hi and I always make sure that he's okay and have you eaten more than a banana or anything like that. So um, I'm very happy that he still recognizes you know, people that are coming into the industry. So that's really great. Um, another, uh, my last holy cow moment is going to the booth that to say hi to my uh, friends, but seeing them and being able to come back to this um, Infocom and just be really excited to the point where I feel like I had like five cups of coffee and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see this. I'm so happy to see you. Let's talk about these new projects. And I could not believe that this can 
still happen coming back in. You know, you're kind of hesitant when you're coming out of like the you know pandemic, and you're like, what are we going to see actually at this Infocom? And um, I don't know. I felt like I came back with five cups of coffee, and I was like, done. I'm going to see you guys next year. I'm going to still keep in contact after this year too. You know, more frequently. So I was just really happy to see that um, their development in their company. Sweet. So Misty, I have to I have to ask another question as a manufacturer, because obviously having been in your shoes. Uh, and know some of the questions. For me personally, doing all the interviews, I have not heard as much about supply chain or people asking, have you seen that trend also getting better, getting worse? Should I go play roulette instead and get the same odds? I think that we, I didn't hear as many questions about it at this show, and I think it's because everyone's tired of hearing the answer. So I, you know, it, it's not, we're not quite there yet. I think things are starting to get a little bit better, partly because I think that manufacturers are kind of doing more flexible design in their products so that we can get product out faster. Um, but I actually didn't get asked about supply chain all that much. And again, I think it's because they already know what I'm going to say. Yep. <laughs> and for those of you who have been our dedicated listeners, go back and listen to my talk with Dante and Audinate about the Sony PlayStation 5 and its output and how I use that as the bellwether for supply chain. It's, a very, it's very in-depth and everyone's like, how did you come up with that? But basically, that is how I'm going to know the supply chain's recovered. I'll share it with you off camera. I don't want to make them have to watch again, because you're looking at me like, this is nuts. <laughs> uh, so I know I've been given a time limit, right, Victoria? How am I doing on it? We've got about three minutes. Okay, so that gives me enough time to do the, now that you've been here, Taylor. Yes. What would you change for your next Infocom? Ooh. Doesn't have to be like, it could be I'm packing more shoes, like Barb, the, the shoe queen. It could be I'm bringing earplugs and, you know. Ooh, what would I change differently for my next Infocom? Mm -hmm. Probably wear more uh, cooling, more clothes, clothes that are like breathable. Yes. I was the first day I was like, I'm gonna wear this button down, I'm gonna wear some slacks, I'm gonna be like absolutely great. And then I'm walking around the show floor and I'm like drenched in sweat and I was like, oh this is gross. Like yeah. I'm too hot. I'm like I feel all tight, so I was like, I gotta change it to a polo. So the next time I'm gonna pack more polos and like pack some shorts and just like I don't know, be more cool and comfortable. Well you're already pretty hip. I think you can do cool. Oh, well yeah. thank you. I try, I try every day. <laughs> So, Misty, besides make sure you know about the, the shortcut, but it's in, well, it's it's, Orlando. It's in Orlando yeah. next year. You need a shortcut. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there recently. It's under construction again. Oh, oh dear. Don't worry. I, I know the shortcuts now. <laughs> I also know where the good beer is and other good foods and sushis. So what are you going to change, not as bright sign, okay. but as someone attending the show? So this year, I was fortunate enough to do a couple of panels, one for a fix and one for design, and I actually really enjoyed it. So I think next year, I would look forward to doing more of those. Okay. And Victoria, besides not working for me again. <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, what, what was the... What what, what's the one thing you would change, bring, do, kind of a share, the opportunity for improvement or things I wish I knew when I packed for this flight, then that flight? Um, I think getting in touch with people earlier, um, just to make sure, hey, what are you doing in this city? Like, if you're at the trade show, and especially in Vegas, or especially in Orlando, you're like, 
you're already distracted with all the other things. So I think just getting in touch with them and saying, hey, I think this is a good day, or hey, are you going to this networking event? Um, just so you don't, you know, you're not, at the end of the day, you're so tired, and you're like, oh, where are we going next, other than you want to go to sleep. So I think just getting in touch with people earlier. So before I wrap up, uh, Misty, how do people f either get in touch with you, find out more about BrightSign, all of that good stuff? So people can get in touch with us at sales at brightsign.biz, so you, or you can go to our website and you can access us that way as well. Um, if you do that, then they'll actually route you to your regional sales manager. But in our, our sales reps are extremely consultative, so if you ever need any kind of help or you're just wanting to get in the signage or you're just not sure what to do, like we're really, really consultative about signage can be complicated, and we understand that. Uh, so Victoria Stream Team Studios, uh, Victoria Burrell on LinkedIn. Did I miss anything else? Um, find me on Twitter too. Um, I'm, you can find me at Barella Victoria underscore, so B A R E L A V I C T O R I A. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, of course, on LinkedIn, I'm there. Um, you can find us streamteamstudios.com. And just you know, shoot me an email too, Victoria at streamteamstudios.com. Taylor, if people want to get in touch with you, with you, obviously they know how to get in touch with AV Nation. Oh, obviously, they, yeah. And Taylor has the enviable right uh, or uh, responsibility of social media for us, and he doesn't understand half the jokes I send on Twitter either. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with me on my Twitter account. It's uh, double. It's an underscore underscore Taylor Moore T A Y L O R M O O R E. Or you can reach out through email at taylor.moore at cti.com. So appreciate you all being here, and I do have to say one thing that I'm proud of. This is the most diverse group of people I've talked to this entire show, uh, and it's still something that, as Corey said during the women's breakfast, we need to keep improving. So let's notice it and applaud it when it happens. And I gotta give a lot of credit to Tim and Paige and the rest of the AV Nation team for making sure we do that. So thank you all for watching. Thank you all for attending and putting up with me. Uh, look forward for episode number two of this great mini-series coming up in a little bit. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm still Bradford Ben. Yes, I'm still covering Infocom 2022 for AV Nation. And this is episode two of our Infocom 2022 special. We've also decided to change it up a little bit and put me on the other end of the table. The big reason for that is because one of our guests, Uri Nomi, missed on me down at the end, and she said I wasn't allowed to stand next to her, and Jessica drew the short straw. <laughs> so, lucky, I guess. <laughs> lucky, you guess. So now you have an important question. This is like going on Jeopardy or a game show. Do you want me to start introductions with you or someone else? Oh, you can start with me. Absolutely. So, okay, so Jessica is from One Firefly Digital Marketing Services and they are exhibiting here at Infocom. This is your first time exhibiting. However, they are in a unique situation as they do digital marketing for integrators, the pro AV market. Yes. Have I messed anything up? Should yes. I tell more lies? So far, so far you're doing good. Um, just like he said, we are a full service digital marketing agency that helps folks just like yourselves help your businesses grow. So we can help with anything from websites to social media management, Google advertising campaigns, graphic design, blogging, emails, you name it. Um, and uh, we are just, we exist to help, help folks grow. And next to her is Jenny Hicks from Midwich. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I'm very happy to have you here, not Chris Netto. Not that I don't love Chris Netto, <laughs> but the English accent, because you're actually from Midwich HQ, is going to class up the show, and any show with me needs as much help getting classed up. Well, you are welcome. Thank you. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm, I'm Jenny. I'm the head of technology for the Midwich Group, so we span... Um, a great number of companies, but in North America, we're represented by Star and Marketing. Uh, I also have a little talk show with Chris Netto, hence uh, our, our double act. But I look after new technology ventures for the group and acquisition rationale. Okay. And then the far end who said I couldn't stand next to her is AV, also, AV Don, also known as Don Mead. I didn't think about that, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, I saw the bag. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember my name at this point. Now, I am not allowed to disclose where Dawn works for. She's in the same situation I was of it's some type of acronym, and I don't want to know. So while you explain what you do, because if I make it up, I might get a knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, anybody that's watched AV Nation or listened to AV Nation the past few years knows I was an integrator for 20 years. I always worked for little mom and pops. A few years ago, I went to the dark side. They had cookies and a whole lot of money. So now I work in the defense uh, and government industry, and that's all I'm allowed to say about that, or I'd have to kill you. But I am one of the hosts here at AV Nation. I host the AV Social Show. We will talk one firefly after the show. Hopefully, I can get you on. And, uh, you know, I'm always here to give my opinion at AV Dawn on the socials if I ever get my blog reactivated and anywhere sure. someone asks me to write for. So. Your blog is the only blog updated less than mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True story. So, okay, so now that we all know each other, uh, I want to ask, what's the oh wow moment for you here at Infocom? For me right now, it's the oh wow, I get to talk to a bunch of women for the first time because to honor Corey Schaefer, it's been a whole lot of old white dudes and I'm very happy to see a bunch, a more diverse group, so. Is yeah. from the Vixa says, hashtag AV Sausage Fest. <laughs> I'm that. not touching yeah. that one with the 10 foot pole. So, moving on. Uh, oh, <laughs> what was your oh wow? That is my oh wow, holy cow moment, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say my oh wow moment was actually a similar along your line. So this is my, uh, our first Infocom exhibiting. This was the first time I attended the Avixa Women's Council breakfast. And for me, coming into this, uh, this show to see all the wonderful, supportive women, like that was my oh wow moment. You walk into that room, I'm assuming, did, were you both able to attend. Oh, oh my gosh, it was amazing. You walked in and just this sea of ladies just supporting each other and guys um, as well just supporting women in the industry. That by far was my oh wow moment of, of the entire show. I actually sat on an all-women panel yesterday. Oh, it was not signage. No, and, okay. And so, total, like, full expert panel, but, yeah, we were all women. The moderator was the only, only male participant, so it just shows the level of change that we've already experienced. But my oh wow moment, honestly, is the walking distance between the two walls. <laughs> um, That's a good one. <laughs> and why it was not, um, why we weren't alerted to this fact, because I would have shifted meetings around very differently if I'd have realized that it was going to take me 20 minutes to walk between the two. So I have the awkward thing of I'm interviewing Dave Lebuskis in the next segment. You can raise it. 
Everyone so far has mentioned it, and I like Dave enough and know it's beyond his control, so I'm going to blame Barb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get to my oh wow in a second, but to your point and your point, Dave and all of you at Avixa, pay attention. Um, <laughs> every year we have this women's breakfast. I've been going to them since like the first one. Go women, yay, we're making a difference. But they always seem to put us out in the hinterlands. And I know this year's the first year the, the show's been in two separate, like across the street halls. But even without being across the street, even when we were all in one space like in Orlando, the women's breakfast is like down the hall, three quarters that way and over. And we, you know, we have a great time at these breakfasts. They have fabulous keynote speakers. They always run over a little bit. It's supposed to end at 9.30. It's 9.45. I'm teaching a class in this building upstairs at 10. And even just to get to the loop or the bus would take longer than that. So I'm doing the whole full sprint with a laptop and heels. So move the breakfast next time, somewhere closer. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> so, okay, so I will make sure they're aware of it. Oh, I, and I'll talk to Dave too. Don't yeah, worry about it. Don't, yeah. don't worry about that. I know um, you know him. <laughs> my oh wow, this show, uh, well, first of all, it's been, oh, wow, humans again. I get to see people again. Yes, and yes. I warned some of them, some of you all in advance on social media, that when I saw you, you are getting hugged, and it's going to get weird because I haven't had human contact in, like, three years. Um, so I've got all my hugs. But uh, my big, oh, wow, I would say is the number of end users here. Hmm. I mean, and maybe I'm just more aware of it because I am an end user now, but I taught three classes this week. Every one of my classes, there was a huge number of end users there. And the one time I was waiting in a batch of people to take class, and all of us on the wait list, not one was an integrator or a manufacturer or a consultant. Everyone there was an end user from industries that are nowhere near AV. Yeah. They are just there to have a corporate AV presence that is educated. And I was so excited by that mm -hmm. because that was one of the things I was preaching about when I was teaching my classes is, you know, now the companies are hiring. AV experts. We're not relying on AV design builders and consultants to tell us what we need. Mm -hmm. They're hiring us from those companies to let them know what they need. So, lots, so, of, lots of end users. Yeah. So, this, this brings me to a, a related question. Jenny and Jessica, you work at getting marketing for integrators. You work at distributing products aimed at integrators and to some degree end users. How does this, and Don's comment, how does this change the marketplace and how you address and advertise or the products you carry? Or do you think this is just unique? No, I think, I think it's, it's great. The more end users that we can get to these events, um, the more real life business that there is. So, you know, an end, end user comes because they have a project, they have an opportunity, they have a budget, right? They at least have a want to better the technology in their organization. That's a real opportunity. Whereas historically, maybe we have had shows that have been mostly about networking and updating and training our integrators and distributors by the manufacturers with the sole sort of benefit outside of getting together being that you can update everyone quickly in one place and maybe at a lower cost than you would have to try and get them all around. So um, we had a very similar scenario at ISC where they, you know, there were smaller numbers because we're coming out of the pandemic, but the quality of the visitor to your booth was better, stronger, and a genuine opportunity, and I feel like we've seen that here, and that's probably driven a lot by the fact that there were more end users present. Yeah. 
And I think I would say for me, from, from from for us, from a marketing perspective, we exist to help technology professionals reach those end users with messages that resonate for, for with them. So for us, it's an opportunity to strengthen that message even more. Really dig in, get to to learn, uh, get to to learn their needs more because those needs are ever changing, especially in today's day and world. So it just gives us an opportunity to strengthen our messages for our customers that are already really strong. Just make them even better, and that. That's, that is possible because we have that direct ability to chat with those end users. So, and, and still definitely powerful. My integrator hat from a couple of years when I was, I still think like an integrator. You and never, I, and, you well, never I, stop, just so you know. <laughs> well, and technically, my role is I'm the internal consultant and integrator mm -hmm. for the company, and then I hire integrators to do the work with us. But I, the, having the end users there and getting the education and getting the background instead mm -hmm. of being completely clueless, you know, the old expression, a rising tide raises all, all ships. ships. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, we can be more effective and more prominent if we're talking to educated customers. And if nothing else, the pandemic was good because now, you know, my 81-year-old mother is aware of Zoom and understands what I do for a living and doesn't think I sell TVs at Best Buy. That also can be a curse when your mother knows you know how to make Zoom work. But true, true. But the, the, the point is, you know, we're the biggest industry on the planet that nobody knows about. Yeah. And it has well been that said. way yes. for 20 years. And now the pandemic has made us reliant and made other people reliant on our products and technologies. So their awareness is there and we're getting a boost from it. And as we educate our end users, we'll get more of a boost Absolutely. that'll be good for you guys. And the tolerance of using that kit as well. So like you said, this older generation now know how to make a Zoom call. Do you know what else they know how to do? Scan a QR code and yes. access a yes. menu and so on. So mm -hmm. all of this tech and use case that we've been sort of saying, this is what we need to do. And the, the public spaces and the users have said, well, we're not sure that everyone that walks into our store or everyone that's in our building will like that. It, that's gone out the window We've, because everybody on the planet has become this expert yep. in personal tech use. And it's, it's great. It's opened the door for all the stuff that we've been developing for years. And organizations like mine will yep. be more willing to spend money if they understand what they're buying uh, and why they need absolutely. it. Absolutely. So. so that brings me to another question then. And more technology, understanding Zoom, getting the headset so you can buy them for three months, et cetera. Do you think the importance of meeting equity and driving some of the online meeting experiences is a big thing for the industry? And how do you think this provides us, as you said, more chances for education, but we're all coin operated, as I've said blatantly many times. Is this a growth opportunity of improving the home and Absolutely. the office? Huge opportunity. Absolutely. And, 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 and Absolutely. Know, Don said it's put us on the map in terms of our technology. There's so far to go. And I do worry at the moment that we're seeing manufacturers try and deliver us a product and so many products for every possible use case, size of room, style, culture, etc. to be able to say we can deliver meeting equity through hundreds of options. I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go. Um, I would have liked to have seen at this show some more fixes around speaker tracking in rooms mm -hmm. and so on and uh, what I'd really have liked to have seen is development in the remote user's ability to control their viewpoints yes. of a room and that's mm -hmm. where we mm -hmm. kind of need to go next but we are fresh out of a pandemic and most people have had to turn their attention to supply chain issues, mm -hmm. um, product shortages and just, just making it through this you know, very strange period of time that we've just been through. And I hope that that R&D now starts to come 
and that we get those real innovative movements in, in yeah. meeting spaces to bring the equity. Yeah, because that's not changing. I, I feel this hybrid workspaces, right? That is that is here to stay. It's going to be here to stay. Be here to stay. Um, and so I, I couldn't agree more. I think seeing more solutions that really help tie that whole spirit experience together and make it better is well, and to Bradford's exciting. question, based on something you said, you know, as an industry, we're starting to pay more attention to these supply chain issues. Yeah. Well, there's your money opportunity right there. We are seeing a lot more of opportunity for at home and at work because part of the supply chain issue of getting glass for some of the big displays is everybody sat at home for three years watching Netflix and having their kid go to school on the couch and realized how yeah. out of date their tech is at home. Manufacturers were thinking that there isn't going to be a boom in tech because we're all sitting at home. And tech yeah. buys went through the roof, yeah. and those few of us that were essential and working through the pandemic couldn't get yeah. secure monitors because they're making lots of TVs and making lots of iPads and things. So, you know, the opportunity, we're just going to grow. Yeah, we're I, just I, grow. I agree there. And to your point of the thinking and the forecasting, Ford Motor Company has actually come out and said, we thought everything was going to stop. And so they shut down production, mm -hmm. et cetera, and it actually went up because people had more disposable income. Yes. But for you, Jessica, since we talked a little bit, you do both professional, I hate to say commercial integrators as well as some of the residential integrators. Yes. Are, do you see this as bringing commercial and residential closer together to get meeting equity? Are you going to be changing your messaging a little bit for them? Absolutely. I mean, we are working with many businesses that are in the resi and commercial space. So we are developing messages to help both of those sides of the business. And I think we do need to merge them. With a lot of us, they're becoming one and the same. People are working from home. Again, like we said, this will not change. So for us, it's catering the message, to your point, to help our clients, the pro-AV and, and or the resi channel uh, AV professionals, reach those end users, whether they be folks that are running businesses or whether there be someone that's working from home 50% of the time. Um, so absolutely, I mean, that's something that we're, as a marketing agency, we're keeping a pulse check on the industry, what's changing, what's evolving, how are those needs changing, and developing the messages to help get that message out there. You're still representing your business, right? Absolutely. Even though you're working from your home space. Yes. It's yes. still a representation of your, your business. And those integrators, like you said, they are going to both aspects. I think Heather Sidora was tapping into from it. Southtown mm -hmm. on one of the AV weeks. We called it the rise of the resumercial mm -hmm. because it's really becoming one it's of the It's so true. They're blending. Yeah. I mean, think think of all of us here. Raise your hand if you work you work from home for summer all the time, right? And <laughs> for those of you who can't see, I mean, there's there's a hand, a room full of hands behind us here. So yeah. that that's not changing. And, and we're, we're happy to help businesses get that message out. So now, because someone said supply chain, pet peeve of mine, it's also Tim Albright made me, not made me, somehow appointed me as the AV Nation sage of supply chain issues. I've done many posts and articles about it, so we can talk in depth. I actually have a complete video on here that's in depth. As Midwich, <laughs> you're the only distributor slash stocking here. I'm not going to ask you how you're dealing with it, but you, have you seen a change in, cool. instead of people going, hey, I need this tomorrow to, hey, I, I'm going to need this in 90 days, or is it just you're scrambling? No, early ordering is, is the most popular um, route around the problems, absolutely. So although you know, a, lot, a lot of that stock is being held in, in, in the channel now as well, which can also be quite a confusing situation to find yourself in, because 
the manufacturers think that they've you know supplied lots of them and it, it, it's all very difficult to trace back but ultimately we have suffered a series of unfortunate events and it has just been one thing after another mm -hmm. that have all had an effect um, you know I think there's a big announcement about Samsung um, funding an, another chip factory and so on to try and write it but it's going to take some time for that to happen and I don't think we're anywhere near through this yet um, we we forward ordered, our customers are forward ordering, um, uh, getting allocation from manufacturers you know, is tough and, and difficult. What's been interesting is to see how it has uh, moved and adjusted by different categories. Mm. And when we started this, it was we, our biggest concern was displays. Now that we're right in the thick of it, it's collaboration and audio products. So it does make you wonder that, um, like you said, you know, these, these, these categories that thought things were going to slow down and then they didn't, they have suffered first and they are now writing themselves. So cameras are coming good for us, displays are coming good for us, and suddenly conferencing or collaboration and audio is starting to suffer and we'll just have to ride this wave out as it, as it, as it goes. Um, but, you know, what, what can we do? It's, it's uh, unprecedented times and an unprecedented series of events. I taught a sold-out waiting list only class on Tuesday on the supply chain issue. Uh -huh. I wish you'd talk to me about this before. We, we, we can, I can share my notes, but it's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's you know trying to find ways around the, the, the missing aspects. And as a distributor, you probably had a golden boom because you used to have warehouses sitting there with stock. And once all the direct relationships are out of luck, yeah. all the distros are coming to you. In those They're coming to you. Yeah. And I will say because my personal feelings. Go to your distributor that you know and is a person and can help you. Don't go to the big box store and click a button because having sat on the other end as a manufacturer, it's much easier to work with a distributor as the manufacturer than to the big box stores. Unfortunately, ladies, as much as I love this discussion, and I'm sure we're all going to be talking more offline because I need help getting people for my business. Uh, can you tell our audience best way to get in touch with you, your company? You can't talk about your company, but we already helped you. Uh, also, Jessica, yeah. how bad was it being you know, being drawn the short straw to be at this uh, end. Oh, you know, it was pretty dog. bad. You know, I was kind of mad at you that you that I lost out, but no, it was, it was wonderful. You did okay. He okay. did okay. <laughs> So how can All people? right, yeah, so um, you can find me personally on LinkedIn, uh, Jessica Kramey, K-R-A-M-M-E Weiss, um, and you can find One Firefly, onefirefly.com. We'd love to chat with you. If you need help with marketing, give us a call. And since we'd rather talk with you than Chris, <laughs> Jenny, how can people get in touch with you? So LinkedIn, Jenny Hicks, um, or find me on Twitter at Midwich Jenny. Um, and if you're not sure who your Midwich Group company is uh, locally, then reach out to me and I can point you in the right direction. AV Dawn. So Dawn Mead, if you're in the DC area or have been at the show and looked at my actual badge, you know where I work, but I can't tell you on the show where I work. Um, but in the government sector, you can't reach me there. You can always find me on the Twitters and the other social medias at AVDawn. You can find me on LinkedIn, Dawn Mead, just like the fort or the general, M-E-A-D-E. And uh, you can find me here on avnation.tv, hosting the AV Social Show whenever we remember to record it. And also on AV Week, as much as Tim will let me come on. Yeah, Tim doesn't let me come on because I take over. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this, this episode, episode number two of, our, of AV Nation's coverage of Infocom 2022.
Uh, please come back and visit us on number three coming up in just a little bit.